Welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style, a weekly podcast hosted by Pat Wesolowski. Pat began homeschooling her nine children more than 25 years ago. It didn't take her long to discover that co-ops were a perfect fit for her educational goals. Co-ops allowed her family to study together with other families, creating a safe and friendly environment that was conducive to honing public speaking skills. Sharing responsibilities with other parents lessened the stress and the workload. After years of organizing and orchestrating a variety of co-ops, Pat is here to encourage, teach, and promote homeschooling co-op style. Hi, and welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style. You know, almost every year our fall co-ops end before the Thanksgiving holiday. We do not begin another co-op until mid to late January. We do this on purpose so the holidays can be thoroughly enjoyed without the stress of academic assignments. That's not to say we don't do anything educational during that period, but rather that we normally do not have co-ops scheduled at that time. However, one year we planned and orchestrated a holiday co-op that took place between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and it turned out to be a great success in many ways. Since families met together, it provided fellowship. Because food, crafts, music, and gift-giving were included, it provided fun. Having several families involved decreased the amount of money, time, and effort needed to pull off such an event. The read-alouds, as well as the presentations by the students, were educational. We planned service projects which encouraged us to take our eyes off ourselves. We had a great time, and you can do the same this year. Plan now to have a holiday co-op. I'll give you some specific suggestions and will also provide a list of recommended books to include, although I imagine that your group probably has enough recommended favorites that you won't even need such a list. Meet together as often as your group prefers. If you live close enough, this could be daily or several times a week. If it's a larger or more spread-apart group, it could be a once-a-week event. If you plan this soon, you could meet at least four times before Christmas if you meet once a week. Taking our minds off our own needs is a great way to enjoy the true meaning of Christmas. Being intentional about planning events helps accomplish this goal. Meeting together with a few other families is fun and fulfilling as you celebrate, learn, grow, and serve together. We met in homes, which made this particular co-op seem more intimate and cozy. However, if you end up with too many to meet in a home, consider meeting in a church or an office building. Perhaps even a community center would allow you to meet for free when you explain what you'll be doing for the community. During the co-op, you can include any or all of the following. Read-alouds, discussion, music, crafts, gift-making, snacks, baking, presentations, and community service. To make it more academic, one could easily add history, geography, and more based on the read-alouds. Student presentations are always great to include for several reasons. The student gains public speaking experience as well as research and writing experience, and it's an interesting way for the other students to gain new information. Consider having guest speakers, especially those involved with the community service projects you may be organizing. In lieu of reading multiple titles pertaining to Christmas, you could read books or stories about the Jesse tree and make ornaments that go along with that story. You could make the ornaments in quantity, and that would enable gift-giving to those in need. If you have children of all ages, ask the older ones to read the books aloud. You can also have the older students who have musical talents to lead the singing. Plan to go caroling together one night, either in a neighborhood or driving to particular homes of people that your group knows personally. As far as the snacks go, it can be something simple to something very elaborate. The moms could do the baking or the group could bake together at the co-op and make enough to share with others. That could be one of the community service projects. 
If you read the story about the candy cane, the making a variety of snacks that use candy canes would be enjoyable. If you read the trees of the dancing goats, you could make Christmas tree sugar cookies. Another way to make such a holiday co-op interesting is to add information about Christmas celebrations around the world. The books chosen and the snacks prepared could easily line up with this theme. Geography lessons with this inclusion would be a great addition. Music lessons could be thematic to different parts of the world as well. The story of the night during World War II when both sides ceased fire and sang Silent Night would make an interesting addition. The history of the song Silent Night should be presented as well. Crafts could be as simple or as elaborate as your group chooses. The end results could be given to shut-ins or juveniles in homes or orphans. The crafts could be thematic to the read-alouds or to the chosen theme of the co-op. There are so many ways one could tie together the craft, the snack, the music, and more that planning a holiday co-op is fun and exciting. If you really want to stretch your children, suggest they go through their clothes and toys and contribute some of their best items, not just the worn-out, discarded, no-longer-interested-in items, so that you can give those to those in need. Lastly, do not forget to be intentional about including community service. The reason we began our holiday co-op was to bring a group together for community service for two reasons. Number one, shy children are more apt to enjoy community service when they're with a group. And two, many hands make light work. One year, we helped organize and sort gifts that were donated to charity. At first, my children were almost jealous of the many, many gifts they put on shelves that they knew they'd never receive. However, in addition to volunteering at the gift depository, we also delivered gifts to needy families. Taking presents to a family who lived in a tiny house with no dad in the home, barely furnished, with a scraggly tree, and no presents under the tree, was quite an experience for my children. To be received with smiles, hugs, and open arms did as much, if not more, for those giving the gifts than those receiving the gifts. You may be wondering what community service your group could do in your area. Start with contacting your pastor about needy families in your church neighborhood. Our newspaper often provides a case-by-case list of those in need. Angel Tree is a great ministry to join, providing presents for children who have a parent in jail. And here are a few other suggestions. Salvation Army, in addition to ringing bells and collecting money, they collect food, and oftentimes the food needs to be sorted and organized and perhaps even delivered to needy families. Meals on Wheels may need additional drivers during this time of the year. Nursing homes always welcome visitors, but usually December is a time when many visitors go to nursing homes. We find that January is a time that nursing homes really appreciate visitors, so keep that in mind, too. If you have homeless shelters or shelters for abused women and children, call and find out what you can do to help there. If you know that meals are going to be provided to the community, call and see what your group can do to help. Check with jails and prisons and juvenile delinquency programs to see if you can bring gifts and cards or goodies to those in jail. Ask one another about shut-ins they may know, people who can't get out and consider going caroling to their house or bringing them gifts or snacks. Contact local seat and your citizen groups. Send cards or packages to soldiers overseas who can't be home for Christmas. There's so many ways that you can reach out to the community this Christmas. In this day and age, it's difficult to enjoy the holidays without getting wrapped up in the commercial aspect of the season. Being intentional, especially with our children, about making plans that include food, fellowship, fun, and service helps lessen the me, myself, and I attitude that our children often get during this time of the year. Well, consider having a holiday co-op. Begin planning now. For a list of recommended Christmas books, go to our Facebook page, Homeschooling Co-op Style, or leave a message requesting the list. I'll put the Facebook URL inside the description of this podcast on the Ultimate Radio Network page. Thanks so much for joining us today on Homeschooling Co-op Style, and have a very Merry Christmas. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends. And until next time, this has been Homeschooling, Co-op Style.